Mississippi and Eli is podcasting from Planet Hoth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Echo base. <laughs> Echo base. Now here's the thing. Like I said, this is a nerd podcast. If you didn't get that last reference, just cut this podcast off. Just Yeah, what are you doing here? <laughs> yeah, just go listen to something else. <laughs> go listen to I don't know, Steve Smith or something. But yeah. Uh Eli, has it has it warmed up any out there? Um it, it did. It actually uh it got a it's above zero today. <laughs> Awesome. Okay. It's been above zero for the past, well, basically through the weekend. What sucked is we warmed up after the polar vortex moved off. It warmed up to like 40 degrees. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. First time y'all see this. So we went from negative 50 to 40. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so basically a hundred degree difference. Right. So you have people walking out in like shorts and flip flops and shit. <laughs> yeah. But then that caused the fog to roll in. So it was like fucking the mist all weekend. Because you had that frozen ground and then the warm air. Right. You know, and it just, it was, you couldn't see jack shit all week. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I felt bad for you guys because Chicago yeah. got all the news. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they were showing all the news. They were showing pictures of Chicago. Like, you remember the movie Day After Tomorrow? It was mm-hmm. called Chicago Tomorrow. <laughs> like, it was yeah. just looking just like that. But then you guys were saying, oh, y'all were even worse. Like, I was hearing the report, y'all were colder than Antarctica. Yeah. Basically, Antarctica came here. Yeah, basically. <laughs> like, what the fuck? They said we almost got as cold as Mars. They were saying. <laughs> I mean, I guess that's cold. I don't. I've never been to Mars, but it. Yeah. It, they could have gave us uh, a frame of reference or something, you know. It must suck because yeah, it, it, I was. I, hey, I was out in that shit. I, it. It. Yeah, that shit burned. It was so cold that it burned. That's oh, wow. how. Yeah, it was fucking crazy. I'm surprised they had many like like reports of injuries or you know. Oh, there's people. Yeah, people died. There's oh, that's people. that's what I figured. Well, I, I yeah. didn't want that to happen, but I kind of yeah. figured that cold, something like that would happen because you're not yeah. you're not supposed to survive in co- that cold weather. Yeah, you get frostbite in under five minutes. They say you can't take a deep breath, or else you're gonna freeze your lungs. So right, with some crazy shit. Yeah, school. Like my my kids had the whole week, practically the whole week off from school because. You know they want no. They don't want no kids waiting at the bus stop and this shit. You know exactly. The last thing you want, you know, kids dropping, you know, like that. So we we got a residual of that, Eli. It was a uh, thirty degrees here. Oh, oh yeah, that's it, tropical. Yeah, it was it was one drop of snow. 
So for those <laughs> that live in Mississippi, if you see one drop of snow, everything is shut down. Yeah. So well, we're, it's still we're still coming at it. Well, of course, it warmed up, you know, to 40 degrees over the weekend, which caused the whole state to look like fucking Silent Hill. It's foggy <laughs> as hell. Right. And now the, the temperatures drop. So everything, all that snow that melted during the weekend, uh-huh. it's all ice now. So like this morning, woke up to 10 car pile up on the highway because it's all ice out there. I mean, don't so, you got to put like chain on your tires or something? Or? <laughs> I don't know. I, I saw it in Rocky Four. I figured that, that was what you guys do. Yeah. That's for like the mountains and shit. And the cities, yeah. Chain, the, the concrete will chew that shit up. So. Oh, well, yeah, I guess that makes sense. So. Uh, yeah, so that is fucked up. Okay, so like I said, we are finally out of January. January was the longest month of all time. I don't know, it was it me or did January feel like three months of of 2018? Uh, yeah, it's been a it's been a it while. Like a fucking long time. So we're we're done. January is out of here. One in the books, and we're 11 months away from 2020. That being said, now we're in February, and you know what that means? For February, right? Uh, Valentine's Day. Yeah, fuck Valentine's Day. Black History Month. Oh, Black History. (laughs) Right. That's right. That's right. Right. So Black History Month. So that is the thing. Uh, But here's the thing, Eli. You know, the more we get, you know, further into it, it's not like we used to. So now you're getting a lot more resistance and, you know, uh, for for celebrating Black History Month. And you know who's given the most resistance? Who's that? Black people. Oh, yeah? Yeah. It's the weirdest thing. Like, black people don't want to celebrate Black History Month anymore. And I... I kind of see both sides of it because they're saying that, you know, black history is not something that should be relegated to one month. It should be celebrated, you know, year round. You don't shouldn't take one month, you know, you learn history and things like that. Or, you know, it's also kind of insulting to give it to us in the the month with the least, you know, with so much <laughs> other stuff going on, on Valentine's Day and the least amount of days in it. You know, this kind of February is kind of the forgotten month, you know. So I can see people saying it's kind of insulting them to say just, oh, we're just going to give you just 28 days, you know, celebrate Black History Month. And here's how I feel about that. And I'm just going to give my opinion on the situation. Uh, it would, in a perfect world, yes, it would be nice if we celebrate Black History year-round. And I feel like we should. Uh, and if you know your Black History, more power to you. But I feel like Black History Month isn't necessarily for us to learn Black History. I feel like it's for us to teach Black History. There's a lot of people yeah. that don't know about it. So I feel like if... You, you should have, you know, programs or celebration or, you know, uh, things to, you know, teach people about Black History Month. If you have, but, you know, you should, yes, take your time out to learn Black History all year long. You shouldn't be like, oh, when February 28th hit, okay, forget everything I just learned. No, keep going, you know. Uh, there's some other things that, you know, we've seen uh, for Black History Month. Uh, Marvel wants to jump into it. Apparently, they're taking ownership of Black History Month with, with Black Panther, I guess. So to celebrate Black History Month, they're giving free showings of a cartoon character. Yeah. Okay. The movie. Like, weren't they releasing it back in the theaters for free? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They're releasing it again in the theaters for free, so everybody can see it. Uh, nowhere near me, of course. Uh, they've so even it's already on Netflix and shit. Not on, but it's already on Netflix. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, so it's on Netflix, but they're gonna re-release it in the theaters. Uh, something else is going on, Black. Oh. Uh, on the YouTube channel. Okay, have you seen the Black Panther cartoon? The one the, on the BET one? Not the BET one. That was awesome. There's a there's actually a new one out right now. Oh, no. The one that's on Disney or whatever? The one that's on the Disney channel, right. It's, it's oh, made for I've, kids. It's kiddie yeah. and stuff like that. But it's nice to have. They've uploaded some free uh, episodes on YouTube to celebrate Black History Month. You know. Oh, that's cool. Something else. I think they're giving away some free comics also. 
I heard something like that. Something like that. I haven't really done my research on it, but I heard something like that. So all in all, pretty cool. Um, I don't know. I mean, like I said, that's how I feel about Black History Month. But you have you have you noticed, uh, Eli? You really haven't seen me just post a whole bunch of Black History Month and stuff like that. Oh, check this out, Black History Month. I just kind of like eh, for the month because if I see something Black History worthy, I'm going to you know I'm going to learn it anyway, whether it's February, March, December, whatever. Well, here's something I was like pondering, yep. you know, and I, and I posted this today. I only got a few likes because I don't know. I I might have ruffled some feathers. Um, mm-hmm. But I said, you know, Jimi Hendrix. Yeah. And I've been and on my other podcast. I kind of pondered the fact that Jimi Hendrix may quite possibly might have invented heavy metal, like bridge the gap between hard rock and blues to what metal became that link, that mm-hmm. missing link. So I've been saying that um, lately. Mm-hmm. And so I just pondered that. Hey, shout out to Jimi Hendrix, Black History Month, the inventor of heavy metal. And just threw I mean, that is out that, there. Is, I'm, I'm not into heavy metal, so is that like a controversial opinion or something? Or Oh, I don't know. I think, well, people usually say Black Sabbath is like the first metal band, which it probably is true. But I'm saying the where those seeds were planted, the evolution, um, and just how Hendrix played his guitar and his tone and how he did the solos and I was like, that was the precursor to what became metal, you know. Okay. So that's just something I've been uh, a theory of mine that I've been uh, pondering lately. So, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm heavy metal is not my genre, mm-hmm. but I fuck with Jimi Hendrix. You know, yeah. like some people listen to Jimi, I hear Jimi. Some of you <laughs> might get that reference, some of you might not. But yeah, but uh, yeah, I mean, like I said, I had no idea he had that much influence on it. But yeah, I mean, Jimi Hendrix is awesome. You know, I mean. Prince pretty much tried to just mimic everything he did, you know. That solo on Let's Go Crazy. Right. It's him basically doing Hendrix. <laughs> right. And everybody takes influence from somebody, so that's always a cool thing, you know. Yeah. Uh, oh, something we didn't even talk about. Eli, the Super Bowl. Okay. It's like a lot of shit before we get to the nerd shit. You want to talk, just... talk about the game or you want to talk about the commercial? <laughs> game first, commercials later. We'll, we'll get to that. And I guess we should. I, I should probably shouldn't open up the Pandora's box. But let's just go, go to it. What did you guys think about the game? Well, I only saw bits and pieces. It was They had it playing at my work, and I just saw, like, bits and parts, and it looked like it was shitty, like a boring game. So It, it really did look like a boring game. Now, you got some some football snobs and elitists going like, oh, it was a defensive demonstration of the game. You just don't understand the game of football. If you understand it, then you would understand that the game is not boring. I'm like, fuck you, man. Like, everybody's not John Madden. <laughs> I want to see yeah. a, a game high passing, high scoring, especially since they're supposed to be that. Uh, what's the fucker's name? Tom Brady supposed to be like you know the greatest of all time, the goat. You know, I want to see him do some goat shit. You know, not just do some more boring shit and just barely make his way to it. Especially going against a team that shouldn't even been in it to begin with. Yeah, and like the best pass was an interception. Right. So. <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't. And it wasn't Tom Brady. I like so that game fucking sucked. Yeah, I mean it just yeah uh, yeah oh a defense I've heard that argument too like yeah. defensive game like oh that's what I want to watch a big pile of fat dudes pumping each other <laughs> right just hit each other over and over again I'm like that's just yeah. not exciting yeah, man I want a fun looking game right <laughs> so you know what somebody said I thought I saw this on Twitter somebody like neither team wanted to win because they know they had to go to the White House and eat like Big Macs and McRibs <laughs> you know with Trump like fuck this. Uh, hamburgers. Right, hamburger. Right. Like, what the fuck? Oh, uh, what about the halftime show? 
I didn't see the halftime show. You didn't see the halftime show? Okay. Oh. I'm, I'm getting mixed opinions of the halftime show. I saw it. I liked it. It wasn't, you know, the best thing ever. Here's the thing. I don't really know Maroon 5. I don't, yeah, really I don't know who they are. Yeah, me neither. Not really. Okay. Like, I know of them. I've heard their names. And isn't that dude, like, on a TV show or some shit, one of these American Idol shows? I talked shows. to my mom today. We went eating. And she said, yeah, he's on one of those, The Voice or something. Yeah, one of them fucking shits right, that I don't watch. He's on one of those shows and shit. So he was there. He performed. Uh, this thing, they had a hard time finding artists because pretty much most of the black artists were boycotting. Okay, yeah. Yeah, you know, because of Kaepernick <laughs> and things like that. So Beyonce is out. Jay-Z is out. You know, everybody said I'm not doing it. So they pretty much had to scrape up any artist they could find. And the one black artist they could find was married to a Kardashian. So he was oh, just, really? Yeah, so he's just like, oh, well, he has a baby with a Kardashian. I don't know, whatever. So he performed, and I was like, okay, this guy kind of sucked, but it's like, that's the only guy they could find, so it's like, whatever, you know. And it's just, it was okay. Honestly, Maroon 5 has a lot of songs I didn't know they did. You know, they were just singing songs, I was like, oh, they did that? I didn't know they did that. Oh, that's them? Okay. I like that song. You're like, moves like Jagger and shit. I was like, okay, that's pretty cool. You know, that, what's that other song? She lives, she loves, you know, that song. So I like I do not know that song. <laughs> How do you not know this? How do I know more Maroon 5 than you do? <laughs> <laughs> I'm Wicked Underground, man. <laughs> <laughs> I see. Hardcore today. Okay, last thing I'm going to do before we get to the door. I, I was going to go past this, but Eli, this news is so fucking weird. I just got to talk about this. We never talk about music on this show, so I'm going to talk about music this time. Okay, we're going to talk about rap. We're going to talk about this rapper named 21 Savage. Have you ever heard of him? I think so. Or okay. at least maybe it's because of the memes. Because of the memes. I'm going to break down the memes exactly what's going on. So, okay, apparently, this rapper named 21 Savage from Atlanta, from the hardest hood in Atlanta, or so he claims, you know, grew up robbing people, sticking up people, drug dealing, stuff like that. You know, the typical stuff. So, yesterday or two days ago, he gets arrested. Typical stuff. It's a Tuesday for a rapper, you know. But it's who he got arrested by that's interesting. So, he did, He got arrested by the immigration of... ICE, whatever they stand for. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, they're like, why did he get arrested by ICE? Why did he get arrested by immigration? The reason he got arrested by immigration is because he's been lying about his citizenship. Oh, yeah? Yeah. He wasn't born in Atlanta. He's not from Atlanta. So, he got in trouble for that because his visa expired that he told nobody he even had a visa. And now they're about to deport him to his original country, the United Kingdom. Oh, really? So, yeah. he's British? Yeah, so he's British. <laughs> Oh, I get it now. I saw that one about the Redcoats. Right. I saw I saw that. I was like, wondering what the fuck? And then I was like thinking, I got him mixed up with the with – because the, this is how stupid I am, how much I don't know about this shit. I got him mixed up with the – who's that? The, is it 21 Pilot? Who's saying that Suicide Squad song? I think it's 21 Pilots, I think. Yeah, that's who I thought they were talking about. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I thought of. Like okay, I don't, and I, even then, I didn't get it. <laughs> yeah, so that's what's going on now. Now the story, we don't know the whole deal behind the story. It may not be as fantastical as we we making it out to be, but it it was what they're making it sound like. He's a British rapper that pretended to be from Atlanta just to make it big. Okay, that may so like, not be the case, but that's what it sounds like right now. So that's where all the memes are coming from. Where you know so he's he, trying to be pretend to be hard to sell more shit. Right. Like when MC Hammer dropped the MC and just went hammer. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so far we know he might be hiding a British accent or something, you know. Yeah. Hey yo, Gavna. Yeah. So I just thought that shit was Cheerio. Cool. <laughs> Cheerio. Atlanta. Sweep your chimney, I will, I will. 
I'm gonna kill you and ET and crumpets, you know. Yeah. So yeah, it's funny shit. Okay, can we get to can we get to the nerd shit now? Yeah. I just wanted to breeze through this shit. I thought it was funny as fuck. Okay, so now for those that are new to the podcast, this is where we actually talk about the box office numbers. Can we break them down every week? Eli, give it to me. What is the number one movie for the third week straight? I just threw you something right there. I hear it's glass. Like people are still watching glass. People are still watching glass for some reason. It was number one at the box office for a whopping nine million. <laughs> So nobody's going to the movie theaters. It's just like fuck it. I'll go see Glass. <laughs> so I didn't see it. Uh, I don't think you saw it either, Eli. I, I, don't, I don't know of anybody that saw it. So the movie is just kind of just hanging in there. I heard people that have seen it ain't saying good things about it. That's what I heard. I, I remember hearing people kind of trashing the movie that saw it. I didn't see the second movie, so I have no interest in seeing the third movie. So yeah, and that's uh, what I'm waiting for. I'm waiting to see the second one. So. Right. I watched that first, and then I watched the other one. Uh, number two, we have the upside, the the black and white movie, the Kumbaya, let's hold hands, racism and so forth movie. Uh, number three, Miss Bala, or am I saying it right? Miss Bayo, or something? Is that that drug dealer chick movie or something? Yeah, she's a beauty queen, so she's to be Jane the Virgin and stuff. Okay. Apparently, this is an American remake of a, a Mexican movie. Oh no shit! Yeah, that's El Mariachi. It's kind of like that, yeah. <laughs> Uh, number four, Aquaman still hanging in there, which is still pretty cool. Uh, what else we got? Number five, Spider Man into the Spider Verse still hanging in there. They, these numbers. I went and saw that there. for a third time. Damn. Okay. So, Are yeah. you getting any different introspective on the movie or? Oh, yes. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> on my third viewing, this is what I noticed. Remember when he he grabs uh, Gwen Stacy's hair, mm-hmm. and he's talking about going through puberty. Yeah. And then he gets his hand stuck in her hair, and then he rips his hands away, and he's got hair on his palms. Hairy palms. Oh. I don't know girl. if that's intentional. <laughs> you know it's got to be. <laughs> <laughs> but if it is, it's brilliant. That movie's even better now. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to slip in things like that. So, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> oh, yeah. What else we got? Um Harry Palms. Uh, number six, The Green Book, which is probably going to win an Oscar or get nominated. Well, already got nominated for an Oscar. Uh, the Kid That Will Be King, that weird-ass uh, King Arthur movie you talked about. Uh, eight, A Dog's Way Home. Cool. Number nine, Escape Room. I completely forgot what that movie is, but I remember. And number ten, They Shall Not Grow Old. Oh, is that that Peter Jackson World War One documentary that he restored or something? I have no idea. I, I think that is. It's Peter Jackson... Yeah, he colorized old World War One footage, and um, I guess it's supposed to be good. Yeah, sounds awesome. I guess. I guess. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> we'll go with that. But yeah, that's the box office. Not really much to go with it. Uh, we're like I said, we're in the month of February, so that means that uh, we're a month away for the superhero onslaught that we're about to get. Yeah. Yeah. Just next month. Yeah, and I guess we can talk about it right now. We can just ease right into it uh, because another good thing that we saw, well, probably the only good thing we saw about the the Super Bowl was the commercials, was the trailers. Uh, mm-hmm. My favorite was, of course, the the one where they had, you know, they're going through, like, the wedding reception and, like, the old and the new players fighting each other. It was pretty cool. But, of course, the one that everybody was waiting on was Avengers Endgame. More footage of that. Mm-hmm. And it was only 30 seconds. Because even only Disney can only afford 30 seconds of a Super Bowl spot. <laughs> and they own like half the NFL. So, yeah. So, that's pretty insane. Uh, Eli, what you, what you think about the trailer? 
I mean, I thought it was fine. Spot or whatever. Yeah. I thought it was fine. It's more like gloom and doom. Like the world's all fucked up still, and you know, there was no Ant Man to tell a joke at the end of it. You know. Yeah, it's just like you know, just like basically getting us hyped up. Would 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 they say we're not we we don't stop or whatever? What the hell? We're the Avengers, motherfuckers. Right. Basically. Right. It's time <laughs> we're to avenge. Now. Right. <laughs> We can't defend the world. We'll damn sure avenge it. You know, even yeah. Rocket was depressed. That's how you know this movie's going to be sad. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, damn. So, and then it kind of, and even though the movie like was just very, I mean, the spot was very, very briefly, it gave us a, a ton of information. Well, not a ton, but it gave us a lot more than what we know. Now we, we've confirmed that a lot of time has passed. Because, you know, they show a clip of the, uh, the Statue of Liberty. It's just like a whole bunch of boats. Just yeah. dock right next to it. They've been abandoned. The baseball field's been abandoned. So, yeah, it's it's some time. We don't know how much time has passed, but time has passed where they're just living on with it. Uh, Steve Rogers, like he's in some kind of AA meeting, you know, trying to cope with it and stuff. You know, I thought that was pretty cool. Um, Rockets on Earth. He's with the Avengers. I do feel like some of these scenes have been doctored. I do feel like the uh, they're not telling us everything. When we watch the real movie, scenes would be moved around here, moved around there, and stuff like that. You know, you know how it goes. They always do this type of stuff. Um, what else? What else that I saw in there? Uh, Cap get his shield back. Oh yeah, yeah. We don't know if it's like a new shield, the old shield he had before. Uh, but yeah, it's pretty cool. So they gave us they gave us enough. If oh, the very beginning of the trailer, you know, like it was like real fast right before they showed the MCU logo or the Avengers logo, they were showing all the dead Avengers. Like Spider-Man, Doctor Strange, uh, Black Panther, blah, 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 and all this stuff like that. I suppose I didn't notice that, but... It was like I super guess. vision. It was like super, super quick they did it. I suppose. Yeah, but they all showed... But it all had like a red outline. So I'm like, what does red have to do with anything? I guess we figured out when the movie starts. So, yeah. And it feels like Captain America will be the focus of this movie. Where it felt like Tony was the focus of the last movie. Yeah. You know, so it felt like that. Tony and uh, uh, Robot Chick, you know, building something. We don't know. We'll figure it out. Uh, yeah, that's all we got for there. Next one, we got uh, Captain Marvel. I, I want to talk about that one, but honestly, I forgot everything that happened in it. It's just her saying, I thought it, I, it didn't seem anything different to me. I, I just shows her same old shit, flying jets, then flying, going Super Saiyan, right. Nick Fury, young Nick Fury with two eyes. Yeah. More of the same. Sure. Didn't they have like not? a mantra going in the background, like higher, further, faster, or something. Oh, like they, yeah. They're really trying to make that a thing. Yeah, yeah. Like, stop trying to make that a thing. It's not going to be a thing. <laughs> so, honestly, people are going crazy over what they think about. Uh, let's talk about Captain Marvel for a second. Now, people are saying, oh, it's going to be Marvel's first flop. It's not. Oh, it's going to be uh, this unsuspected classic no one's going to know about. It's not. At the end of the day, it's going to be another Marvel movie. It's going to show yeah. up, make half a billion. Another Ant-Man. It's going to be another Ant-Man. It's going to yeah. show up, make half a billion, and go away and disappear. Yeah. And we'll completely forget it ever happened. And she'll be a lot more engaging and a lot more interesting in in game than she would be in her own movie, just like Ant Man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so there's no reason to get your hype uh, hopes up for this. This would not be Marvel's first flop. It can't be Marvel's first flop, even if it's a bad movie. It won't be Marvel's first flop. You want to know why? Because it's Marvel. You can slap their name on anything and it will sell. You can make a Sleepwalker movie right now and it will sell. Just put MCU presents, and that's all you got to do. That's it. Mm-hmm. This is easy. You know, this ain't rocket science. People go see stuff that, you know, that uh, name brand recognition. Which is why the DCEU is <laughs> having some up and down situation right now. How do you think about that segue, Eli? 
uh, okay. I, that, that, I, your your I, silence I, is deafening. Your silence. Yeah, is deafening. Okay. I, yeah, yeah. I, I, <laughs> I, I'm eager to find out where we're going. Okay, I didn't <laughs> stick the landing on that one. I, I get it. I, I will take your constructive criticism and move forward from there. <laughs> Okay, so like I said, uh, for those that haven't listened to a much better podcast than ours, uh, Kevin Smith, Fat Man Beyond, you need to be listening oh, to that one. Cause... I, I know, I know, I know where we're going. Yeah. Okay, I, now, okay, you're up to speed now. Let's, let's keep moving. Like I said, Fat Man Beyond, it was Fat Man on Batman. They broke down a whole lot of stuff that was going on. Now, of course, they DC launched a whole bunch of movies, and they said they're going to do this, going to do that. I don't feel like talking about this shit because we don't know if the movie's going to get made. I do want to talk about the very specific stuff that he talked about. And that is what he talked about with Justice League. Now, he said Zack Snyder before, basically, uh, he talked to people that worked on both versions of the Justice League, the Snyder version and the Just, Just, uh, Josh Whedon version. And he said with the Zack Snyder version, Zack Snyder pinned out a three a, a trilogy for Justice League. And mm-hmm. I, I'm kind of rehashing everything he said on that, but I'm just saying it anyway. Basically, the first movie was pretty much what we got, except the ending was a little bit differently. Instead of Steppenwolf going up to the boom tube, they look at the boom tube and they see Darkseid. Like, they see him. Darkseid sees them. They either fight or they don't fight or they just know that he's out there, you know. And the second movie's supposed to be they go to Apocalypse, get into a fight. But the second movie's supposed to be like they get the shit kicked out of them. Basically, yeah. the ending of Infinity War. You know, mm-hmm. and the third movie is supposed to be the nightmare scene that we saw in BVS. Yeah. You know, and that was supposed to be like their last stand, the last fight. So basically that shit was supposed to come true. So that was supposed to be how everything played out. Uh, now, here's the thing. I hadn't said anything about this earlier, but there's and, and Kevin Smith didn't get any uh, sources reveal. But I'm going to give a source because I like I said, I've been jacked for trailing since last year and I'm going to name a name. I'm going to name Jay Oliva. Maybe fucking up his name, but anyway, he's the guy that does all the he guys that directs all like the DC animated movies and Young Justice okay. shit like that. He also story he's also on the story he storyboarded some of the uh, fight scenes in the movies also. So he was there when Zack Snyder was crafting stuff. He said from day one, from Man of Steel, Zack Snyder had planned out five movies like from from the Man of Steel on out. You know, he said no, what he said is that uh, Zack Snyder planned out Man of Steel, of course. DVS, of course, Just League, what we got, Just League 2, which, of course, we know was scrapped, but he didn't give up a third movie. He just said there were five movies out there, and, and of course, Kevin Smith comes out with the third movie and kind of, you know, fills in the pieces of the puzzle. Now we know what's going on. And he pretty much laid out exactly what it was. Like, the reason Green Lantern didn't show up in the first movie, because he was supposed to be in the second movie, and going to be recast, pretty much everything played out exactly how it was, and that's why he set up the nightmare scene because the nightmare scene was going to factor in somewhere but like i said in the, in the josh whedon version that we got it completely disappeared so yeah yeah so that was that now i heard yeah i heard that it was all like jim lee storyboarded all the all the whole all three movies like right they were all storyboarded out right which but, would be cool to see i'd like to see those stories <laughs> i would like to see that too that sounds like it's fucking awesome just release that as release the hey he storyboarded that means they're jim lee drew it all just release them as comics. That would bring me something else. Okay, damn, I, I got to talk about this. Okay, Reign of the Superman. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm going to briefly talk about it because we got a lot of shit. I'm going to just briefly talk about this. Reign of the Superman uh, came out a while ago, like two weeks ago, but it finally hit DC Universe. So I finally got a chance to watch it for free. Well, not for free, but I paid for it. Yeah, Eli, it's fucking awesome. All right. Uh, what they <laughs> did, they took, and of course you expect it to be awesome. What they took was a year of storyline and condensed it in an hour and a half and they changed up some stuff, but at the same time, it was, like, super faithful. I don't know how they pulled that shit off. 
like Hank Henshaw, and it went into the backstory of Superboy, how he's Lex Luthor's son, and you know, Steel and the Eradicator was all this like all the main beats they hit, you know, even though they changed some stuff, you know, to kind of like cram it down in an hour, in a minute and a half, uh, uh, hour and a half, which makes me think, damn. So that year long story, most of this shit must have been filler, basically, mm -hmm. you know. And they found a way to get rid of the Justice League and the story so they can make it like a Superman story. And I thought that was pretty cool too. Now, the reason I say that to say this, the ending of that story was Darkseid sent all those guys. And Darkseid sent Doomsday to kill Superman and then sent Hank Henshaw, the cyborg Superman, to kind of like destroy his legacy. So Darkseid sent all these guys and the Justice League finds out that Darkseid is the one that did it. So the next storyline is going to be them going to Apocalypse. So it makes me think, since Jay Olive is the one making the story, is he making Zack Snyder's Justice League story in cartoon form? <laughs> it comes full circle <laughs> so that may be the direction we're going we don't know we don't know we have to wait to see it plans out but to well, me it's just too bad i mean I, honestly i think Zack snyder's vision sounded kind of cool but it's just too bad that bvs fucked it all up yeah it's <laughs> a difference between preparation and execution yeah you know that's that's where everything falls pieces. you still got to execute and, and like I said, I think that we all just train, like Marvel has trained us to appreciate a certain type of movie. That any movie that doesn't follow that path, we're just not with anymore. So, I don't know. They they fail, whatever you want to say. So. Yeah. But, like I said, there is a, now, how about this segue? There is a uh, fallout to their failure. That was a little bit better segue, I think, Eli. Like I said, I took your con constructive criticism. But, fallout? Uh, You're talking about the video game now? Not yet. <laughs> okay, okay, that was another bad one. Okay, <laughs> I'm gonna work on it. Don't worry. <laughs> what I want to talk about is Ben Affleck. Oh, okay. Okay, because Ben Affleck is is gone. You know now how gone is he? Well, we know this gone. Matt Reeves has came out and put a release date on the new Batman movie that's coming out. It's supposed to be in 2020. I think in the summer 2020, and they have already confirmed and said Ben Affleck will not be in the movie. And Ben Affleck has even retweeted that same uh, article saying he will not be in the movie. And even then saying, I wish Matt Reeves and DC the best of luck in there. So he's out. He's done. We have confirmation Ben Affleck is done with these movies. Because let's be honest, Ben Affleck quit halfway through Justice League. You know, that's just his thing. <laughs> but yeah, but he's out. And I guess now now we, we've come full circle. We, they're going to get a new Batman. They said they're going younger Batman. I'm not even going to talk about who they're going to get. We'll talk about this shit later on. But let me ask you this: What do you think about what do you, what do you what do you rank Ben Affleck in the Batman? You know, I thought he was one of the coolest ones. Yeah. You know? um, and of course, say what you will about BBS, that warehouse scene is probably the best Batman fight scene of all time. I knew you were going to bring that up, but yeah. can we give Ben Affleck credit for that? Oh no, that was a stuntman in a suit. That was a so, stuntman in a suit. <laughs> you know, but even as as Bruce Wayne, mm -hmm. as a grizzled, old, jaded Bruce Wayne, I thought he he was fine. You know, mm -hmm. so I thought yeah, I thought Ben Affleck was he was the best part of those movies. As, yeah. You know, as, as far as I'm concerned, you know, and and Suicide Squad too. <laughs> yeah, with the little time he was in there, yeah. <laughs> When he punched Harley Quinn in the face, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was the best part of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's what I think about that. 
honestly, Eli, I'm, I'm just going to say it. I'm going to say it. He's my favorite Batman. Okay, yeah. When, and when I picture live-action Batman in my head, he's who I picture. I mean, because I, I feel like he's the most comic-accurate Batman we've had. Like that, that's that is true. Yeah, I will go say I will agree with that. Yeah, right. Suit wise, you know that. Like I said, maybe that warehouse scene. You know, maybe I'm giving him too much credit for the warehouse scene. But at the same time, the warehouse scene was there. Yeah. You know, even the action scenes in Justice League where he's fighting like you know parademons and shit like that. I'm like, okay, that's that feels like Batman. You know. Yeah, that opening scene in Justice League I thought was dope. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So I mean, he he's on his Suicide Squad, you know. Yeah. Yes, even when he was just sitting there in the end talking with Waller in that diner scene, you know. Yeah. And she turns around and says, "Uh, you look tired. You need to stop working late." And then he just turns around, shut it down. Or my friends will come after you. And then I'm like, that's some Batman shit. Yeah. And so yeah, so he's my favorite. I understand that's an unpopular opinion, but it's my favorite. When I picture Batman in my head. Kevin Conroy Roy is the voice, but live action wise, it's it's Batflick, the goddamn Batflick. <laughs> He's the closest we've ever came to Frank Miller's Batman come to life, and I think that throws off a lot of people. But I feel like if Frank Miller was to make a Batman, Ben Affleck would be the closest one we get. Probably, you know? probably, yeah. I mean, yeah. So that's my thing, and plus he's older, and and you you almost expect Batman to be older, like with all the robbers he had, and he's supposed to be all this martial like that. You don't expect him to be in his twenties in the Justice League. You expect him to be probably the oldest guy on the team. Yeah, you know. So I'm I'm cool with that. You know, that's my thing. Oh, uh, now now we got to talk about replacements. Who's gonna be Batman? <sighs> we got to. I don't want to talk about who Batman. We're not gonna go down that road because everybody they name fucking sucks. I don't want to see the dude from Twilight play Batman. Yeah, know? me neither. I don't want to see the Jonas Brothers play Batman. You know. Oh no, hell no. Right. And so, and I'm tired of these articles keep popping up. Such as just wants to be Batman. Such as just wants to be Batman. Who gives a fuck who wants to be Batman? Everybody wants to be Batman. It's Batman. So we don't need an article. Of everybody trying to campaign for this shit because we know when they start doing casting choices, this shit is gonna be lined up around the block. Hell, I might try out for it. <laughs> you got the bill for it, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> But here's the reason I can't. Uh, can I give you another segue, Eli? Uh oh. Uh oh. Okay, there you I'm go. getting better. I'm getting Yay! better. Okay, you got to give credit on that one. Good okay. Job. <laughs> okay. So the reason I can't is because I'm black. That's why I can't be Batman. So if you're well, black, you cannot be Batman. Well, and that's racist, cr- man. That's racist. I get dude. it. I'm a racist. I thought you were woke. It's 2018 <laughs> or 2019. Right. It's Black you know? History Month. You know, <laughs> I'm turning on my own people. I'm turning over my black car. I get it. But I'm going somewhere <laughs> with this. Now, I want to let you know, I am not a comics gator. So all these bullshit ass comic gators articles coming out saying, it's tokenism. And fuck that shit, man. Fuck all those guys also. <laughs> I'm going a different direction with this. The reason Batman can't be black is because it's built into the character itself. Eli, do you know Batman's number one superpower? Yeah, he's rich. We've talked about this many times. we talked about this many times. But like I said, for this podcast, it's always somebody listening for the first time. (laughs) So Batman's superpower really is white privilege. Yeah. That's his superpower. He has generational wealth that he has collected over hundreds of years with his family in order to fund himself being Batman. Now, yeah, the Wayne, the Wayne, the Waynes pretty much built the fucking Gotham. They City. built Gotham exactly. They built Gotham from the ground up. You know, don't even get us started on the Court of Owls, right? <laughs> <laughs> 
so that's the thing. So he, he's a generational silver spoon, blue blood billionaire. Mm-hmm. Now, as a black person, there are no second generational uh, billionaires in America. None. Zip zero. Except for Jay-Z's and Beyonce's kids. That's it. So other than that, no black man can have enough money and power and wealth to fund being Batman. It can't happen. It can't exist. The The fundamental aspect of the character breaks down. Plus, yeah. let's look at it from a, uh, a classism uh, point of view. So, uh, I was going to say Ben Affleck. <laughs> unless, unless, oh, what if he was adopted and all that shit? Uh, yeah, I, I've heard uh, that bullshit. Yeah, before. yeah. Once And once his parents would have been killed, back to the home he goes. Exactly. <laughs> back to the group home Back to the goes. hood. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the thing. Ben Affleck. Fuck. Bruce Wayne, this see that's how much I love Ben Affleck. <laughs> Bruce Wayne lives in his ivory tower in stately Wayne Manor, which is actually outside the jurisdiction of uh Gotham, looking down on the underclass. Cause what does Batman Batman does most of the time? Beast his shit out of the uh you know, the, the disenfranchised, you know, the poor, you know, the bottom class. The folks that can't afford anything, so they have to rob and steal. Hey now, to- hey now. They're not all murderers and rapists. <laughs> they are some mean hombres. Let me tell yeah, you. Yeah, there's some, you know, just the criminals now. Right. <laughs> That's all we mean. That's, That's all, all we mean. No, I mean, not everybody is a mean hombre. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, like I said, we've always seen this, that the, the areas with the, and this is real life, the areas with the most crime are the areas <laughs> with the lowest income. So we've always yeah. said that Batman, that Bruce Wayne could fix Gotham way better than Batman could. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, Bruce Wayne doesn't really give a fuck. He wants to beat the shit out of people. That's what he likes doing. Because he's a comic book character. He's a comic book character, basically. <laughs> <laughs> so as long as he can beat the shit out of criminals, he's happy. He doesn't care about, okay, instead of beating the shit out of this guy, maybe I should give him $100. Give him 1000 yeah. Fuck it, he's rich. He's a billionaire. Because the, the the Batman comic where Bruce Wayne holds fundraisers for the hood, that, those are going to be boring as fuck. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> I want to see that Nolan trilogy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. The fundamental area of the character breaks down, especially if he's black, because we, then we got to look at this classism. Just like you said, uh, if he was adopted and his parents get killed, yes, they'd send him right back to the hood. Then he'd be right back in the hood and wouldn't have the money. Even if he did stay there, I, honestly, I think a black Bruce Wayne would be more sympathetic to beating the shit out of you know maybe somebody that might be his cousin you know that's in the corner <laughs> that's my <Okay>. thing <laughs> now just for argument's sake okay and to get and to get you know to get your card back <laughs> fuck i lost it a long time ago you guys go <laughs> if there was a black batman who was it who would it be michael b jordan <laughs> Nah, man. I just watched Juice the other night. Yeah. Omar Epps. <laughs> okay, Omar Epps. Thirty years ago, because that's how old that fucking movie was. Okay, I would <laughs> give you Omar Epps. Yes, he could play Black Batman. Oh, uh, Morris Chestnut back then. But let, let's ask that. Oh, we damn, always bring up good. these old guys. What about now? What about these you, the, you, the new? You know who they said who's popular right now? That guy that wrote that Black Batman article. Who he said? Who's that? The the Get Out guy. Oh, the guy who was in Get Out. Yeah, the guy that was in Get the Out. Main, the main guy, the main guy, the character. Yeah, the main guy that was in Get Out. He's he said a little he's short, though. Don't you think he's short? I think he is pretty short. He was pretty short. Like, and plus he got his ass hit by Black Panther, so that you can't be, <laughs> you know. That's my thing. 
<laughs> so, but yeah, they could probably get somebody to do that. But that's my thing. So, yes, like I said, Black Batman, when we're, and people are getting worked up over some shit that's not even going to happen. Just like Michael B. Jordan being Superman. Know how we all forgot about that shit, but everybody got <laughs> triggered anyway? Same thing with this. So, there's no reason for these 40-minute long, 50-minute long rants of you comic skaters getting pissed off, burning comics, shooting them, pissing on them, just because of some shit that's not even going to happen. Yeah. You know. So. Same thing with geeks of color. They don't have to keep telling us why diversity matters. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like you know what that that is a that is a conversation we're gonna table for another podcast. <laughs> yeah. We're gonna get deep in it, but we're not gonna do that because we got too much shit to fly past through. Uh, another trailer that I that caught my attention. Oh yeah. Yeah, we gotta talk about this, Eli. Fast and the Furious presents Hobbs, uh, Sean Hobbs. Oh shit! Yeah, I, sorry, dude, I didn't watch it. But what? The? Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm just gonna go past it. I'm just gonna talk about it anyway because I'll, I'll be honest with you, Eli. The Fast and the Furious franchise, I love this franchise. I fucking love it. It's probably my second favorite current franchise after the MCU. Okay, like I'm cool. so deep into it, I understand the lore of it. <laughs> I follow the timeline. You know? <laughs> like you know, like the fourth movie is technically the last movie in the series, and the seventh movie is like the third movie. It's like it's it's. They got a whole mythology behind this. Shit. Yeah, so they're they're entering X Men territory now. <laughs> oh, oh, Eli, no, you, you don't understand. You don't understand. You don't understand how truthful what you just said just is. Okay, so let me continue what's going on. Okay, so Sean Hobbs, who is like the Rock and Jason Statham, they fight Idris Elba. Idris Elba's the bad guy. But here's the thing: Idris Elba has superpowers. Oh yeah. Yes, he's bulletproof. Super strong and super fast. He's the Winter Soldier. He's literally the Winter Soldier. Luke Cage. <laughs> yes, he's Luke Cage. They show him like punching a car door off in the middle of uh, in the scene, and they got to get you know Luke, uh, you know, like Jason Statham and The Rock to fight him. You know, you know, it'd be awesome. What's that? If he turned into a car too. <laughs> he's a transformer. Also, <laughs> transformer. That'll be in the sequel. They they they, they gotta take baby steps into this. You know. <laughs> So a lot of people are watching this trend. They're like, "What the fuck?" It, so they they finally gone there. They finally jumped the shark so much that they they are fighting full on supervillains. They have they are no only flirting with the comic book genre. They're balls deep into it now. You know that? Mm -hmm. So it's funny that you know you got people that are confused. You know that have left the franchise since the first movie. We was just about street racing, you know, and and, and you know robbing people, and now they're fucking fighting supervillains in the middle of the street. Like, he went from here to here. Like, how, how did this happen? But the thing is, if you follow every single movie, they've been getting closer and closer to this anyway. At this point, it's just like, fuck it, might as well. You know? Might as well. Because they, look, in the sixth movie, after they fought a tank with a Ford Mustang and a Nissan Skyline, all bets are off. You just do whatever the fuck you want to after that. You know? Didn't they, they jumped out of planes with their cars and shit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They've actually done it a, a few times. They, yeah, they, yeah, they, yeah. Why we jump out of a plane with a car? But that's that's what they do. Who cares? <laughs> At this point, it's just like, and then they land on the highway and they just keep going, and it's just whatever. Uh, last movie, The Rock threw a missile at a bunch of dudes and killed them. Not shot a missile, threw a missile. With his dick. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, at this point, there's all bits are off with this movie. So people are still hung up on this notion of Fast and the Furious that it's supposed to be this crime, this crime drama racing movie. But no. These movies have turned into a sp uh, flat-out spy movie slash superhero movies, and they've been well, there before. Yeah. And that's that was far-fetched for that time, like right. a crime movie where they used 
little rice burners to fuck. That's probably racist. I shouldn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> it's 29. But yeah, where they used cars to rob uh, shit. <laughs> right. But it's, it's still in the, in the realm of reality, you know? Sure. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> but now these movies are no longer about car race, not about racing at all. You know, they are about a, a, a team of international black ops mercenaries. They travel the world fighting arms dealers and global terrorists. That's what these movies are about now. They're they're basically James Bond movies now, mm-hmm. flash superhero movies. So they've left that that racing genre a long time ago. When they hop in the cars, they're super sans. They have superpowers <laughs> in these cars. They should just like form like Voltron and shit. I'm surprised. There's they another movie. Yet. There's another movie, man. We should just. Start. <laughs> 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 so like i said it's, so eventually i mean fast and the furious they they've gone to the fantastical range every movie has been leading up to this point so this is just the next logical step this is not a leap it's not jumping a shark because they jumped shot a long time ago this is just the next logical step of what they're doing so i'm excited for this movie i've had an argument with somebody about uh oh this is gonna kill the franchise it's not gonna kill the franchise i'm gonna tell you why it's not gonna kill the franchise because this franchise should have been dead a long time ago. And the thing is, when they were focused on just street racing and just crime dramas, eventually people got sick of that shit and the movie started dying off. Like the fourth movie, and like I said, I've seen all these movies multiple times. The fourth is my least favorite. The fourth movie almost killed the entire franchise. I was about to say, didn't they stop them for a while? Then they started back up? They started back up again because people lost interest in them. But you know what saved these movies? The Rock? The Rock. The Rock saved these movies. And not only that, The Rock saved these movies, these movies saved The Rock. Because The Rock was just cranking out flop after flop after flop left and right. Every movie wasn't run down. <laughs> you know, <laughs> think about it, that might have been his best movie before Fast and the Furious. That so, was pretty cool. Pretty cool movie. Uh, Peter Berg also made, also made a Battlefield. Uh, well, Battleship, yeah. But anyway, uh, I digress. So, The Rock saved this franchise. And eventually... He became the focus of the franchise. He became the the main attraction of the franchise, which is why he, which is why the other guys aren't into the movie, aren't in the movie also because they're pretty much some kind of civil war behind the scenes. They all hate each other. I heard some shit. Yeah, I heard. So I saw a trailer for that uh, wrestling, the Page wrestling movie. Yeah. Um, And uh, the Rock's Rock plays himself. Oh wow! And and there's a Vin Diesel jab in there. Oh wow! Okay. Like they've been, they've been having a Twitter war for, and it's not just Vin Diesel. It's pretty much the entire cast. Like Tyrese, you know, has been has been really going at Vin Diesel, uh, going at The Rock, basically saying like, you know, since they make another Fast and Furious movie without the Fast and Furious cast, it's basically you know cutting into his money. That's money he's not getting, mm-hmm. you know, because he wants to cut out the whole franchise. It's also why in the last Fast and Furious movie, uh, they actually said there are no scenes featuring the Vin Diesel and The Rock on screen at the same time because they hated each other just that much. Okay. So, so they purposely had them. Separated. I want to see that movie. I want to see that. <laughs> right. <laughs> so yeah. So that's what's going on with Fast Fear right now. So basically, honestly, I can see what they're going. If this movie is a success, they're probably going to just go this way. You know, yep. uh, Rocky even said he wants Jason Momoa in in his sequel, not the Fast and Furious sequel, in the sequel to these movies. Yeah, they'll just fuck the Fast and Furious. They'll just go with uh, Calvin and Hobbs or whatever they're called. <laughs> not the little toy. Type, but, <laughs> whatever <laughs> Hobbs and <you> know. <laughs> right. 
I don't, I don't know. Why haven't that been a movie yet anyway? But anyway, that's Calvin and Hobbes. <laughs> right. Like, you make a movie out of everything else. Why didn't make a Calvin and Hobbes movie? Yeah, comic book movies sell, man. Exactly. You can make a movie out of anything. Rocky and Bullwinkle, you make Calvin and Hobbes. But, yeah, that's the thing where they're going through. And plus, Eli, what was the last time we had a good buddy cop movie? Uh, yeah, that, that's yeah, that's uh, that, that's been a while. It's been a while. A good, a good one. A good one. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. We haven't had a buddy cop movie in a while. So that's basically what this movie is, is a buddy cop movie. So yeah. it's banging bracket does dead genre back to screen. And here's another, here's another thing that might sell you on this movie, Eli. It's directed by the John Wick and Deadpool 2 director. Oh, no shit. Yeah, he's directing this movie. So we might, we might have a new franchise on our hands. That'd well, be cool. it's the same franchise, but ooh, whatever. <laughs> A rebooted of the reboot, right? Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So let's move past that. Uh, nah, I'm not gonna talk about that. We're gonna move. We're gonna move to the video game section. Because right. I don't want to talk about the other shit. Because we're gonna be way too long on that. So video game section. Let's move in and see what we're talking about. Did any new games drop this week? I don't think anything dropped. Uh, what they're telling me is that Titanfall should be releasing a free to play game either today or tomorrow. Uh, basically, it's the guys that used to work for Call of Duty. They got fired and decided to make their own game. Basically, Call of Duty with robots. They didn't sell, but now they're gonna make it free to and keep it sell. So, if I play it, I'll definitely give you my review and let you know what I think from there. Uh, but it's actually something interesting I want to talk about. What do I want to talk about? Xbox Live. Here's what I want to talk about Xbox Live. So apparently, with Xbox Live, uh, they're apparently going to every single. They're going to every single platform except PlayStation. So. The iPhone is getting it, Android is getting it, Nintendo Switch is getting it. Now, what does that mean? Does that mean you can play Xbox games on those games, on those systems? No, it does not. All it means is that you get the access to Xbox Live service on it. You can pull up your, your achievements. You can probably talk to people back and forth Xbox Live. So if I have an iPhone and play Xbox Live, I can probably talk to you back and forth on my iPhone or my Android back and forth to that. Or from my Switch. So that's actually a game changer. And plus, since the new uh, consoles are right around the corner, that may be a game changer. They may be, you know, looking for cross-play compatibility, and this may be planting the seeds for that, which would sound pretty awesome because that's based with Fortnite. That's one reason Fortnite is so popular right now because you can play it on anything with uh, other people. So it's pretty awesome. But, oh, I didn't put this on the list, but I'm going to go ahead and say it right now. So PlayStation actually put out uh, a patent that they don't want anybody to know about what it's saying that PlayStation 5 is right around the corner, right? We don't know when it's coming out. They say it might be coming. But they're saying that it may be back compatibility with all of their games. Four, three, two, one. You can play all of them on the, on the PlayStation 5. That's what they're saying. That's what they're shooting for. We don't know what's going to happen. It may be a rumor, but it'd be really cool if it did. I will completely trade away all my systems and keep all my games so I can play it. But that's the thing. We don't know. Uh, now, it was some news we talked about last week that I didn't have a whole lot of information because it was so new and so bizarre. I didn't get a chance to do research on it. But this week I did research, Eli. And that oh, yeah. is Shaggy. Oh, okay. Yeah, let's talk about Shaggy. Okay. So Shaggy the rapper? The Jamaican guy? Not the Jamaican guy. Oh, the <laughs> It wasn't me. Oh, no, no. I meant uh, Shaggy from Scooby-Doo. <laughs> So apparently Shaggy from Scooby-Doo has became this internet meme where he is basically the most powerful motherfucker on the planet. And Comic Book Bullies actually did a poll on our on our fan, uh, fan page. We yeah. did a poll with Ultra Instinct Shaggy versus Saitama, the One Punch Man. Eli, guess who won? <laughs> I'm guessing it's Shaggy. Shaggy won by a landslide. <laughs> I didn't see the numbers, but he won by a landslide on this. So people are really digging. And then people were even listing like stats and power levels to prove that he would win. 
we have some it's some weird people out there on the internet you know yeah so okay good okay but the reason i'm talking and the reason I'm, i figured out where this meme came from it came from reddit for one thing because that's where everything comes from so apparently there's this shoot uh scooby-doo animated movie or this feature film where shaggy gets possessed by some ghost or demon or something and he walks to this biker bar and kicks the shit out of everybody Oh, okay. That's what happened. So somebody took that scene, they took it, put drag, they put, replaced the music, replaced it with Dragon Ball Z music. They put some After Effects on it, where like he's going Super Saiyan or Ultra Instinct. So it's like he's powering up while he's beating these guys, and that's pretty much where the Shaggy's most powerful motherfucker on the earth came from, and ascended to a meme because the internet always loved memes and stuff like that. So now that being said, people want Shaggy into Mortal Kombat, and there's been this petition to put Shaggy in Mortal Kombat. And everybody thought the shit was funny at first, until Ed Boon, the creator of Mortal Kombat. You know, you spell his name backwards. That's where Noob came from. That's basically he invented the word Noob. Um, oh shit! Yeah, he retweeted <laughs> Shaggy on there. He's like, and he he has a poll of like, who wants Shaggy in Mortal Kombat 11? So, like I said, he may be trolling. Well, he may actually be doing it. He may actually put Shaggy in there. He he even posted a picture of Shaggy fighting Scorp, uh, Scorpion. Like like one of his guys actually drew a picture of Shaggy doing it. So okay, I don't know. We may get Shaggy. We'll see. Like we'll I said, Warner Brothers own both Mortal Kombat and Scooby Doo, so you might get everybody. So like you said, Eli last week, he may uh, put somebody's sandwich and eat them, or smoke them <laughs> one or the other. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, Ultra Instinct Shaggy for Mortal Kombat Eleven. I mean, maybe by the game, I don't know. Have you seen this uh, Hong Kong Massacre game? I have no idea what that is. Oh, it looks dope. I saw it. It, it popped up on my feed the other day. It's a it's a video game, okay. and it's 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 kind of, it's a it's a kind of it's kind of like a Max Payne or like a John Woo movie, um, but it's a top down perspective. Okay. But you get to do bullet time and dive and do all this shit and. And it's just basically you're like Chow Yun Fat, basically, going through room to room, just you know, doing the killer, you know. On, but on they the, made a Chow Yun Fat game. Yeah, but that movie that sucked though. That I know what you're talking about Stranglehold or whatever. Oh, it was a Max Payne ripoff. It was decent. Yeah, I just hated those controls though, because you had to point. I just didn't like the controls. It was an all right game, but the controls sucked. But but this is all top down though. Like mm-hmm. uh, it's gonna be like Gauntlet or. You know, the old school uh, GTA games and shit. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I was looking at it. It looks pretty cool. It's supposed to come out on, like, mo- all consoles, I guess. Okay. Um, oh, PC, P- uh, PS4 and PC, I guess. So, I don't know. It looks pretty cool. I was just wondering if you heard about it. So I haven't heard about it at all. I would definitely check it out. Yeah, Hong Kong Massacre. So. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. So, like I said, that's the video game section. So basically, what we're gonna do is talk about now is to talk about the bread and butter of the podcast. We actually talk about the comic books. So uh, we read a few, a little bit. I feel like it was like wheat, but it was some stuff out there. Uh, Eli, I think you got the most books. So you wanna you wanna start it off first? Um, uh, sure, I guess. Yeah, hold on a sec. Let me get a swig of water. <laughs> Go for it. Pulling one of my moves. Okay. Ah, and my water across the room. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I guess I'll start out with the uh, Batman Detective Comics number nine ninety seven. Okay. And this continue. This is the countdown to one thousand. This book is just dope. 
<laughs> just so into this. So basically what's been going on, somebody's been uh, re, uh, re, uh, kind of copycatting uh, the Batman's uh, family's murders and killing people close to Batman. And Batman's basically going around the world trying to find out who the fuck it is. He uh, gets he um, gets a hold of uh, Thaddeus Brown, the original Mr. Miracle at last issue, and they get captured. Um, and this in this issue, it starts out, they're basically in a, they're in a water tank tied up um, in a tank full of sharks. And it's they, basically they sharks. <laughs> yeah, they're yeah, it's basically a, a whole homage to like the Batman '66 show. That's what I took out of it, where you know ba- Batman and Robin are always in some sort of trap, and how are they escape? Tune in next time. It's a t- that's what it reminded me of. It's just a celebration of you know all things Batman. Um, yeah, there's sharks and piranhas in this tank. How is Batman gonna get out of it? Oh God. So. Here's something new, and I don't know if I've ever—I don't know if this has ever happened before, but it's the first time I've ever seen it. Okay. One of the ears on his cows is a missile. <laughs> what the? Okay. I've seen him stab people with the with ears, cows before. But oh no! This 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 thing straight up like launched off his hell off his head and fucking kills a shark. <laughs> it blows up. It it goes right into the shark's eye and kills it. It's just. <laughs> What the hell? I just laugh my ass off. Oh man! And then he like, then the piranhas are coming, and basically they're the you know the shark, the dead shark is in the way, so the piranhas go after the shark first, and then but Batman manages to take a bite out of the shark, and then spits out the meat right by the leather straps of his, that's binding him, and yeah. the piranhas just start eating the eating the straps, and that's how he right, gets free. Oh, okay. I figured they would have smelled the blood. It would have went after the shark, but okay. Yeah, they were eating the shark too. He just, yeah. So um, it kind of reveals who's uh, who's been making that that big giant monster made up of all his villains and shit. Mm-hmm. Um, you want me to spoil it? Yeah, go sure. Ahead. Fuck it, spoil it. So Hugo we... Strange, Hugo oh, Strange okay. has been okay. fucking with this. Is all up. Has been doing this shit. So that's basically, uh, you know, um, the last panel is. Uh, uh, Batman tracking down Strange and saying Strange. <laughs> so this is dope. This is a four point five out of five. This is just just crazy, you know, celebrating all things Batman. So yeah, yep. Cool. Okay. Nope. And like I said, countdown to one thousand. So yep. All right. So yeah, next book I have is uh, what's the next book I have? Let me see. Oh yeah, Heroes in Crisis number. When is this one? I have no idea. Five. He was a Christ on fire. Okay. So, yeah, the book starts off, uh, like I said, last time we left off the book, Booster Gold and Blue Beetle have broken out of the Hall of Justice because they were both trapped in their prison because Batman held them there to get more information to find out who killed, you know, everybody in, in Sanctuary. And they, they're broken loose. So the first thing they do is go to Blue Beetle's house and hang out in his apartment and watch movies while eating pizza and drinking beer, I guess. So they're just hanging out, you know. And they're trying to figure out what the next move they're going to do. And Booster Gold says... What if, since Flash had the information about who killed everybody right now, so he's like the top, you know, forensic guy, uh, what if we go over there, kick his ass, and take the information from him? And Blue Beetle reminds him, that's what you did last time, and that's how you end up in jail. You're like, oh, yeah, right. Well, they don't expect to do it again. You're like, okay, let's do it. So that's exactly what they do. But why, before, before they go there, we cut back to uh, Batman and Batgirl. Batgirl uh, 
basically Batgirl wants Skeets. You know, Skeets is uh, Booster Gold's little robot buddy. And Batman has done all kind of scans on Skeets. He can't find anything from him. Batgirl's like, well, let me try. I got a system at home that I'm because, you know, she used to be Oracle and stuff like that. I got something at home that may uh, get something that you couldn't get. They're like, yeah, you can have them. And he's like, well, where are the rest of the Trinity? They're doing a press conference. They're like, well, shouldn't you be there? No, because I'm Batman. You know, and then he leaves. So uh, Batgirl takes Skeets back to her home. And Skeet's like, well, if Batman could get information out of me, how you gonna get the information out of me? Oh, simple. I have somebody to get the information out of you. And he turn around and it's Harley Quinn with a hammer. And she just goes to work on Skeets and Skeets eventually gives the information up. Uh, while we cut back to that, we have, and the rest of the book is actually pretty simple. It's basically Superman and Wonder Woman standing in front of the Hall of Justice giving a press conference. And Superman is basically exposed to the world, what sanctuary is, why the, the heroes need sanctuary, and why the people of the world shouldn't be scared of sanctuary. And it's pretty okay thing he you know he gives his long speech that he's actually been working on the whole time while they're doing that uh booster gold does exactly what he said he's gonna do he breaks into the uh in, into the building where flash is doing doing the work he actually has managed to take down flash i think boost uh blue beetle helps him out also but they take down flash they get all the information they do forensics itself and booster gold finds out something that the the bodies of the people that were killed in sanctuary don't match up to the same age of what they're supposed to be. So maybe some weird other shit is going on. But before they can find out what's going on, they turn around. It's Harley Quinn and Batgirl right behind them. And, Bat and Harley Quinn is like, I'm about to kill both of you. Because that's what I do. I kill people, you know. But before they get to fighting, uh, yeah, that's it. We get this little antidote with Harley Quinn and Sanctuary and that story. It's coming together. It Really, it really the whole book is really about Superman giving his speech on to the world on why Sanctuary. And, and it wasn't even to the world. It was really to us. The reader, the DC fans, why Sanctuary needs to be a thing because the heroes, because having the heroes being vulnerable doesn't make them less heroes. That's the point he was trying to make with the story. Probably the story he was trying to make with the entire, you know, arc. You know, that's what Tom King's going with that. Overall, get the book, four to five, pretty entertaining. Was light on movement, momentum on what it was doing. Because like I said, it was mostly just Superman's just talking. Yeah, that's that's all I got. Okay. Well, all I got left is Marvel. Cool. Um, we never do Marvel here. <laughs> uh, I guess I'll go with uh, I'll, I'll go with um, Captain America number seven. Okay, which a book I should have read, but okay. Yeah. So, well, um, I won't go too. I won't spoil details, but I'll just give you the gist. Um, so, you know, Thunderbolt Ross has been murdered, and Captain America has been framed for it. Um, he basically turns himself in and it, the book is, this is a little bit slower. I mean, this, this book has been awesome lately. You know, it's Coates writing Captain America. It's been great. This is probably the first lull in the arc because it's, there's not a lot of action. It's just a lot of setup. Okay. Um, and I, that's what I, I'm, I'm fearing that it might fall into what happened with the captain or the black Panther run where it's just too much shit going on, right. too much juggling of setup and, you know, people plotting and shit like that. And that's, what's going on here. You got all these villains, you know, you got the struckers, you got the, uh, the, uh, what's the Alexander and, uh, the wife, what's their names? Uh, uh, the, the, those two, those two main villains from the first, first few issues. It's like, there's a lot of villains, like kind of, uh, plotting against each other and then you got yeah you got captain america just turning himself in shield is involved somehow even though i thought shield was disbanded i don't know <laughs> <laughs> uh 
Um, so yeah, so Captain America is he he he's in jail now. He's uh he's at the um, I think he's at the uh, he's not the negative zone. What's the other place called? The um, the one in the ocean, the one in uh, Civil War. What the fuck's it called again? Oh, forty two. The the, the that was negative zone. Yeah. Um. Anyway, he's in he's in Marvel jail, and then um the the daughters of the dragon, not the daughters of the dragon, <laughs> the daughters of the liberty. Who? Is that what they're called? Daughters of Liberty. It's a bunch of it's a bunch of female superheroes. Looks like we got Sue Storm. Looks like Misty Knight. Um, oh, that's some new shit. Yeah, that's some new Spider shit. Woman, uh, well, oh, Spider Woman. Well, which Spider Woman? Like five of them. Jessica Drew. Okay. Um, looks like a couple of native chick. Is that is that Danny Moonstar or is that Echo? I don't know. Echo's um, not native, is she? I thought she. Yeah, she is. Oh, didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, Echo's one of our one of our few man. Oh wow! <laughs> like soon as she so, yeah. made Hawkeye, she just gave her <laughs> gave her her secret identity and everything. And yeah, so it, it just says you know uh, basically yeah they're they're on they're on the mission to the to find out who really killed uh, Ross and clear Captain America's name. It just says the the last page is you know the daughters of Liberty will are on the job or whatever, and it's just a to be continued, and it's a bunch of women. So comics gators are gonna love that. Oh yeah, <laughs> boy, got this book that we weren't buying anyway. Yeah, so um, I give it a three out of five. This is the first lull I feel in the arc because this has been going great. I've been digging on this on this run, you know, until now. This was like the first, like, okay, this this sounds like Coates. <laughs> <laughs> like there he is with the real Coates. Yeah. Please stand up. <laughs> yeah. Okay. A bunch of talking. Everyone plotting shit. So yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, book I have now in my last book is uh, Justice League Annual Number One. So, and I thought it was gonna be like a book you just pick up and just read and just be its own continuous story. Nah, you gotta know what the fuck going on with Justice League currently. So, basically, what's going on is uh, the Justice League go to the Source Wall. You know, the Source Wall has been destroyed, so they're trying to repatch it. So you have the Justice League, the Green Lantern Corps, the Thanagarians, and I think I'm missing somebody. Thanagarians. And then core. A new guys. Yeah. The new guys all there. And what they've done, they've captured the Omega Titans, which is basically DC's ripoff of the Celestials. They've captured the three Omega Titans and they basically put them back into the source wall. And once they put them in the source wall, it's going to reheal itself. But the thing is, it's supposed to be a fourth Omega Titan, but they've already but the Just League accidentally killed them. So they have to find a replacement. And Starman tells Hawk Girl that she can be the replacement for the Omega Titan. Because he can fill her with enough Omega energy to replace him. But the problem is she had to be stuck in the source wall forever, you know, to feel it. So, but Martian Manhunter says, it's okay, I'm going to make your time easier for you. Because what I'm going to do is make this dream world. Basically, he, puts in, he says, I can put you in the Matrix. And all your favorite memories from all the lives you live, you can just live in there for peace for the, for the end of forever. And you'll be happy. And she gets so happy, she kisses Martian Manhunter. You know, like, I know you're married and stuff, and I know I'm married, but I want this, John. And then Martian Manhunter pushes it back. She's like, oh, did I read it wrong? Like, nah, we got bigger problems. And then he turns to Superman. He's like, Superman, look up. And apparently it's Brainiac and his army is uh, fighting him. But apparently Brainiac's supposed to be dead, but he's not because that's what Brainiac does. And Brainiac fights all four of them, the new guys, the Green Lanterns, the Thanagarians, the Justice League. He got enough arm, a big enough army he could fight everybody at the same time. So they kind of go in the past and kind of explain why Brainiac is back. 
and they go two weeks before time and Brainiac is talking to the Legion of Doom, basically Lex Luthor. And he's telling Lex Luthor, Lex, you were supposed to get seven of these artifacts from the source wall and you only got four. But what you don't know, when you was torturing Starman the entire time, he actually had all seven artifacts inside of him. You're a dumbass. You may be the smartest human on the, on, the, on your planet, but you humans are dumb because if you knew better, you would have had Star, Starman with you the whole time. And you would have already won, you know. So let me break this down to you very slowly so you can comprehend. What I'm going to do is fight the Justice League and everybody else, and I'm going to take control of Starman, even for a split second, and I'm going to absorb all his energy. Once I do that, I can resurrect Perpetua, who is the, the godmother of the multiverse. And when I can control her, I'll know the complete workings of the multiverse and know everything that happened. Deal? So I'm taking over the Legion of Doom. And looks like, wait, I, we didn't vote you in. Like, I don't give a fuck who you voted in. I'm the leader now. Let's go. So cut back to present time. They're fighting everybody. But before Hawk Girl can completely get reabsorbed into the source wall, since Brainiac is fucking up everything, uh, Martian Manhunter pulls out and put it back on the, on the ship they were on before. And as soon as they turn around... Perpetua has been resurrected. She's like fucking huge. She's like the god of the multiverse. And somehow Brainiac is able to capture her and they get in the suit, they put her in the ship and they fly off. So the Green Lantern Corps is looking at Earth and, and looking at all the Justice League and like, you guys fucked up. I just want you to know that the entire universe is kind of pissed at Earth for what you just did. Because basically the multiverse, since Perpetua is back, the multiverse has about a few months to live. So we got to get back to the Green Lantern base and protect our universe. And you guys can go back to Earth because they're going to be looking for you. And then they fly off. And then uh, we go back to the Legion of Doom. Meanwhile, Legion of Doom. That's what I'm saying. It. So Brainiac and Lex Luthor are looking at Perpetua. She's chained up stuff like that. And Lex Luthor is looking at Brainiac. And Brainiac's like, so what's the next move, Lex? And Lex Luthor's telling Brainiac, well, let me break this down to you so you can comprehend. We need to prepare for war for the multiverse. And that's how the book ends. So apparently this is setting up a whole new storyline that's coming on because they basically show everybody in the multiverse pissed off at Earth for what they just did for destroying the source wall. So, uh, yeah, overall, I get the book a 4.5 out of 5. It's what I expect in a Just League book. It's just a whole bunch of shit just flying around, this multiversal thing that's going crazy. And Scott Snyder feels like he's trying to out Grant Morrison, Grant Morrison. Grant Morrison had this insane fucking storyline where it was just the end of the multiverse and it looked like Scott Snyder's even trying to go further past that so i want to see how how this goes so yeah that's all i got all right um uh, i guess should i do the punisher go punisher was cool i'll okay. do the punisher yeah. go okay. for okay. it okay i'll do the punisher punisher number seven continues to be a lot of fun uh we got punisher in prison you know he uh uh nick fury uh made a deal with uh baron zemo um uh gave gave up frank gave up frank castle to baron zemo and um, now Baron Zemo is in, I mean, uh, Frank Castle's in prison in, uh, what's that country? Bulgaria, not Bulgaria. What's that Sokovia. country? That's Sokovia. I forget. The country that Baron Zemo is trying to legitimize. You okay. know, the, the Hydra Nation, basically. Um, and But th this is just Punisher in prison, you know, get, you know, fighting off shankers and shit, fighting off Hydra agents. Um, that Baron Zemo does not want him dead. So he can't. So he basically um, kills any Hydra agent that uh, tries to fuck with Frank. That's going on. But then there's this nun in the prison that has taken an interest in Frank, and yeah, a straight up nun. 
Um, okay. And it turns out she's from uh, an old ass Punisher comic from uh, when uh, when pu- the Punisher was down in Guatemala or whatever or Venezuela. When back like in the nineties, when he when he had like a Punisher tattoo on his chest. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is uh, well, since this is rebooted, Punisher's yeah. got a uh, Baron Zemo's carved a Punisher skull into his chest while he's in prison. Oh wow! Um, okay. But this is back, you know, I think in the eighties or whatever. It was some job. He went down and murdered a bunch of shitty mercenaries, and the nun was in that village. I think I remember that story. Yeah, it's it's an old. Yeah, I, I don't recall. I mean, it, I I might have read it. Uh, let's see, it actually references it. Yeah. There's, oh, Punisher thirty four to forty. 87. Yeah, I, I think that was a pretty popular, like Marvel really pushed that story at the time. I remember yeah, he had like I, a I might, tattoo I may have may not have read that. that. That's that's 30 to 40 or 34 to 40. That's kind of up there. I might have stopped reading him by then. Yeah. But um, but anyway, she's from that storyline. Now she's in this prison and basically wants to use Frank to take over the prison gang to basically become a head. She wants to take over the prison and she wants to use Frank. Nice. <laughs> so, okay. so this is just getting crazy so i give it a four out of five i'm just digging this new punisher run a lot so yeah and is that you got any more books i'm i'm booked out that's all i got all right <laughs> i guess the last one i will do i just picked this up for shits and giggles um like i said it was i was it was if, the polar vortex man i couldn't go anywhere so i figured <laughs> pick up some sh- more reading material read comics or die <laughs> yeah <laughs> stay inside and <laughs> so this is Journey into Unknown Worlds. This is that 80 years of uh, of Marvel, um, that uh, celebration or whatever they're doing, you know, eight, celebrating 80 years of Marvel. And it's basically um, Journey. It's a callback to the, those old books, like Journey into Mystery, uh, Tales to Astonish, you know, Amazing Fantasy, all those old books they, they were doing before they became Marvel, you know what I mean? And this is just a throwback, to, you know, to those tales, to those weird stories, horror, sci-fi, fantasy, um, kind of like Tales from the Crypt or, or Eerie. And it's just this book just had two short horror tales, sci-fi horror tales. Um, one involving like uh, this, like scientific, uh, these uh, like this uh, bio weapon, like the CDC, like this uh, these ha- this hazmat crew investigating this the, investigating this outbreak in the in the woods and they basically become infected with these uh you know these these bone aliens or whatever and it starts infecting the earth and shit um and the second book or the second story involves a, a bunch of boy scouts on a camping trip and they're fucking with the, the one kid he's kind of getting bullied but then he sees a meteor fall and he goes and checks it out he gets infected by this alien germ that turns him into this monster bug and starts infecting the whole you know other all the other boy scouts and shit so it's it's just you know short horror tales you know not nothing groundbreaking it's just a throwback you know good old-fashioned horror monster movie type shit campy b-movie horror um i give it a three out of five wasn't spectacular wasn't anything new it wasn't anything that other comics, indie uh, indie comics are doing right now. So it it was just, you know, just filler. It passed the time. It was a shitter book. I read it on the shitter in like five minutes. (laughs) Cool. Just an uh, easy breezy book. Okay. Yeah. You know, it's not not bad, but it's not nothing great. So it's just a three out of five, you know. 
Okay, cool, cool. Uh, any any more or? That's all I got. Okay, yeah, that's all I got. So, yeah, definitely. If you if you listen this long, definitely like, share, and subscribe. Uh, definitely listen to our other podcasts. We got our sister podcast, Geek Savs. Uh, we have Comics Cast, which I'm pretty sure they're doing the same books we do. So, definitely want to listen to see what they have to say. Uh, this Geeks and Comics. We have Hulu TV. We have Get Valiant still going strong. Uh, Instruments of Destruction. Is that right? I said it right. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's it. Yeah. I have some more. I forgot about them. Uh, outright geek. Outright geekery. We geek out. Yeah. <laughs> uh yeah and like i said next week we'll probably have some more stuff i think next week will be our our valentine's episode okay, we'll do something yeah. special we'll do something special we don't know what we're gonna do yet but we'll figure something out uh that being said this is leroy this is eli we talk to you guys next week same bully time same bully channel turn my headphone down a little bit yeah 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 Niggas make memes. I'm on the money routine. I don't want smoke, I want cream. I don't want no more comparisons. This is a marathon, and I'm aware I've been playing a bet from a lack of promotions. I never was one for the bragging and boasting. I guess I was hoping the music would speak for itself, but the people want everything else. Okay, no problem. I show up on every one album. You
know what the outcome will be I'm betting a thousand It's got to the point That these rappers don't even like rapping with me Fuck it, come on, nigga 21 Savage just hit me And told me he sent me a spot On a new record he got He call it a lot I open my book and I jot Pray for Takashi, they wanting a rap I picture him inside a cell on a cop Flecting on how he made it to the top Wondering if it was worth it or not I pray for Markel cause they fucked up his shot Just want you to know that you got it, my nigga Though I never met you I know that you special And that the Lord bless you Don't doubt it, my nigga Dennis Smith Jr. Stay solid, my nigga I'm on a tangent Not how I planned it I had some fans that hopped in a band This shit when they thought that I wasn't gon' pan Now I got a plan They say the success is the greatest revenge Tell all your friends Call on a mission Submitting the spot is the greatest That did it before it all ends, nigga How much money you got? A lot How many problems you got? A lot How many people done doubted you? A lot Left you out to rap? A lot How many pray that you flop? A lot How many lawyers you got? A lot How many times you got shot? A lot How many niggas you shot? A lot How many times did you ride? A lot How many niggas done died? A lot How many times did you cheat? A lot How many times did you lie? A lot How many times did she leave? A lot How many times did she cry? A lot How many chances she done gave you? Fuck around with these thighs? A lot